Are you interested in the parts of history that remain a mystery? Do you want to learn more about the historical myths and misconceptions used to prop up false belief today? I'm Nathaniel Lloyd. In my podcast, Historical Blindness, I delve into all of these topics, sharing puzzling tales from the past and examining hoaxes, conspiracy theories, and misremembered events that provide insight into modern politics and religion. New episodes every two weeks. Find Historical Blindness on most podcast players and platforms. If you like this podcast, can we recommend another one? It's called Big Picture Science. You can hear it wherever you get your podcasts, and its name tells part of the story. The big picture questions and the most interesting research in science. Seth and I are the hosts. Seth is a scientist. I am Molly, and I'm a science journalist. And we talk to people smarter than us, and we have fun along the way. The show is called Big Picture Science, and as Seth said, you can hear it wherever you get your podcasts. What follows may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world is full of stories. Stories of mysteries. Of curiosities. Of oddities. Join Kat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange... The bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. All right, so the dogs are fed, they're up on the bed, there are no bras hanging on the doorknobs. I think we are ready to record our next episode. We actually got an amazing message from Rachel on Instagram, and she said, you guys talking about the bra on the doorknob and the dog getting trapped in the new episode. I was waiting for one of you to yell, the dog is booby trapped. (laughs) But I yelled it in my head because working and stuff. Okay, well, have a great day. Oh, how do we miss that one? I don't know. I don't know. We're idiots. Well done, Rachel. (laughs) All right, are you ready for this shit? I am. Uh, I'm okay. excited. I know that you said that I needed to prepare myself. Well, that... this might trigger you. I don't. I mean, it might. It might not. I, it's kind of borderline. Okay. Based on some things that so you. So is told... my mom, but um... <laughs> not about your mom. No, 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 no. I uh, I did my research, pulled my material from uh, the BBC, the Daily Mail, CNN, and Mashable. On the morning of March the 1st in uh, 2016, in the northern Chinese city of Xi'an, that's the place that it's it's most well known for uh, its um, terracotta warriors. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It's a city of about 8 million people, and it's about 700 miles southwest of Beijing. That morning on March 1st, maintenance workers showed up from the Shanxi Kaiwan Mechanical and Electrical Equipment Company, and uh, they reported to a a 15-story apartment complex to repair an elevator. Now, although the building had two elevators, the residents were overjoyed to see these guys coming Mm -hmm. because... The elevator had been inoperable for about a month, and they were all forced to use one elevator. This is a big complex, 15 stories high, one elevator working for over a month. It was, shall we say, a tad inconvenient. Okay. (laughs) Now, the elevator that was inoperable was stuck between the 10th and the 11th floor. Nobody was sure why the elevator had malfunctioned. 
the workers, they came, they showed up on the, like I said, the 1st of March. Uh, they restored the power to the elevator that had been shut off for safety reasons and were able to uh, get it to lower enough to access by prying open the doors and then kind of jumping up onto the platform. You know how like the when, when you see movies where elevators are kind of stuck between floors and the doors open and the floor of the elevator is about chest high. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got the doors open and uh, they jumped up on the platform of the lift. They were shocked by what they discovered. One witness to the scene passed out. Another fell to her knees, vomiting. Inside, they discovered the decomposing body of a woman. She'd been trapped inside the lift for over a month. Okay. In the news, she was only identified by her surname, which which uh, is Wu. And she was a resident who lived alone on the 15th floor. How did this happen? You're probably asking yourself. Yep. <laughs> Are you okay? You look a little pale. I, is, the reason I said this might trigger you is because I know you 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 have a a certain degree of claustrophobia. Yeah. And probably the idea of being trapped in a elevator between floors for five minutes is horrifying to you yeah it's um it's upsetting please tell me more (laughs) you want to take a moment you want to have a drink of cold water or you good yep okay okay so she lived alone which is why nobody reported that she was not coming home she lived up on the 15th floor so here's what happened workers came to repair a malfunctioning elevator in late January, according to local authorities. They couldn't fix it that day. It was uh, January 30th. And so what they did was they just shouted at the elevator door and waited to hear anything. Hey, is anybody in there? And they didn't hear anything. So they just shut the power off and left. Now, again, the elevator was stuck between the 10th and 11th floors. Mm -hmm. The workmen left For the New Year holiday. They left so they could go, you know, party, basically. And uh, they did not get back there until March the 1st. Oh. Did these happen to be the same workmen or are they just different workmen, same company? Uh, It doesn't say. Okay. But um, according to the New York Times, the servicemen uh, were called to deal with a broken cable. And they just kind of banged on the door and yelled out to see if anybody was there, but they got no response. So then they just cut off the power and and took a vacation. Two people in charge of the elevator company were arrested and charged with involuntary manslaughter, according to CCTV News. Now, I don't understand. Why didn't they hear her? Why didn't anyone hear her or why, what happened? Can you get to that, please? Well, let me describe the scene I, first. You know, I just feel like you're really dragging this out. <laughs> you just want the story to end. <laughs> the scene in the elevator, according to one resident who witnessed it, said uh, they said it was inhumane. A tenant in the building said, we think she starved to death in there. But it's, it's probably more likely that she, um, she died of dehydration. If you're hydrated, the human body can survive um, without food 30 to 40 days. That's according to the Public Library of Science. Uh, but this woman had absolutely no way of, of hydrating. Another tenant uh, said the woman left scratch marks on the wall of the elevator. 
Of course she did. Quote, the paramedics told us that when they found the body, her hand had already uh, begun to deform. The neighbor, referred to only as, quote, Wang, said it was just too horrible. One her resi- hand had begun to deform? What does that mean? Well, that she had been banging on the elevator doors, I guess. So okay. Her, her hands were, uh, one hand in particular was, I guess, Wounded. Pre- pretty badly. And they were both very bloody and, you know, or, or had been. Sure. One resident said that uh, she thought she heard thumping in the elevator when it was first shut down, but she thought it was something mechanical making the noise because the elevators were always in disrepair. So she just ignored it and went to the other elevator. Mm-hmm. That's got to suck. When they discovered her corpse, she was lying on the floor and her hand was still on the door. So why didn't anybody notice? That's your question, right? Uh, yeah, like four minutes ago. <laughs> Chinese news outlets reported that uh, the woman may have suffered from mental illness and that her family thought she had just gotten lost. Now, they did file a missing persons report, okay. but, but that was it. Oh, there it, was no, no follow-up no, about no, that? Just no, someone no. said she's missing and yep. everyone was kind of like, oh, okay. And the reports that I've read kind of lead one to believe that the idea was, ah, she's mentally ill anyway. What? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Residents who knew her, or knew her as well as anybody, because nobody, I guess, really knew her, they did know this, that uh, she had recently gone through a divorce mm-hmm. and was just very depressed. And so she kept to herself. She, sure. was, she was healing from this, this process. Right. So the fact is that uh, she lived alone. Mm-hmm. She was uh, recovering from a from a difficult divorce. She was depressed. She kept to herself. She barely kept in contact with her family. Nothing wrong with any of those things. These are things that everybody to it one. Happens. Yeah, right. Everybody deals with their own stuff. Um, but this raised concerns about the safety of single women in um, in large cities, um. increasing urban isolation is what they referred to it as. So a man couldn't have gotten trapped in that elevator (laughs) after a sad divorce? No, no, I'm getting to this. Some (laughs) expressed surprise that it appeared that nobody had raised the alarm about her long disappearance. And that increased concerns about what they're calling urban isolation. Not just for women, but in China, especially women. Well, I'm sorry. Like, if I live in a building by myself, there's no way I'm going to interact with the other people that live in that building. Sure. I'm not going to be buddies with my building neighbor. I know that it's fun on sitcoms, but in real life, (laughs) it creates situations where you're forced into socializing, which I never, ever want. A lot of people have raised questions about the care of people with mental illness in China. Well, that is apparently an issue. If it was just kind of shrugged off, then yeah. How could, quote, how could her family have allowed her to go missing for a month? What about her social community? What were they doing, said one user, which goes back to the urban isolation thing. Others criticized the media, asking how the issue of mental illness was even relevant. One commenter said, this is... I'm sorry, it's relevant if that is what led to no one following up on her. Right, yeah, that's where it's tied together. The uh, one commenter said, this has nothing to do with the fact that the deceased was mentally ill. Would a sane person have been able to survive a month in a lift? Another pointed out, 
This incident happened. Then you bring up the woman's mental history. God, aren't the mentally ill people too? So there was a bit of a, you know, an uprising about that because what they were saying was, well, you know, she was mentally ill. And from what I've been able to read, she was suffering from depression because of a divorce. And she really didn't have a lot of friends. So, you know, she was so socially isolated. So, yeah, that shit like that happens. Did this elevator double as some sort of recording studio? Why was it soundproof? I don't understand. I don't either. I guess because it was between floors. And like I mentioned earlier, one uh, resident did hear thumping in there, but just dismissed it as weird sounds coming from a broken elevator because the thing was always making noise and malfunctioning. So and, and maybe more people, I'm sure more people heard it, too, but just dismissed it. Now, here's the real issue. The issue of unmarried females stigmatized in China as Sheng Yu or leftover women has long been a topic of concern in a culture that prioritizes marriage and motherhood for women. Right. State has tried to urge more single women to marry, particularly with uh, the huge gender imbalance, which was uh, which was caused by the recently ended one child policy. Yeah, you should just encourage people to get married. That that's the problem is they haven't been encouraged to get married. That's why. And so there are those who say that the reason that the alarms were not raised as loudly and as quickly for this woman as they should have been is because she was Sheng Yu or a leftover woman. She was divorced mm-hmm. and stigmatized in uh, in Chinese society. Sure. Now, is this the real trigger that you were talking about, not the elevator thing? Oh, I'm getting to the trigger. Oh, my God. Would you get to it? No, I know. That was it. That, <laughs> now, I was thinking more of the, the claustrophobic okay. feelings that you get. I knew this would upset you, too. <laughs> it should upset you. It should upset everybody. This also plays into it. There is a horrible safety record for elevators and escalators and the maintenance thereof in China. Ms. Wu's death came after two public deaths the year before on faulty escalators in Chinese shopping malls. Unsuspecting passers-by were dragged underneath into their machinery and killed. How do you... How? One was a four-year-old boy. Well, that... I mean... Yeah, but how? There's actually video footage of it on YouTube. If you want to watch, what happens is, I haven't watched it, but the description is, you know, when you get to the top of an escalator and there's that one last panel, Uh that one last panel, when stepped on, broke away and they fell down into it. Ooh, yeah, that sucks. So a four-year-old died that way. And then a 31-year-old woman 30-year-old mother saves her son but falls to her death when an escalator panel gives way. Yep, just getting just getting to that point when she fell through the panel. You can see in the video, she pushes her son to safety where uh, another person rescues the kid and then she goes down under and it's oh just Oh my gosh, that's horrifying. Shoot up by the escalator machinery. It's just whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And that of course ignited widespread anger. That, uh, quote, simple mechanical maintenance had not been had not been handled properly. 
In many uh, Chinese cities, cities uh, property developers hire maintenance companies to manage uh, the fields of apartments that have sprung up in recent decades. Complaints are, I guess, really widespread, according Man. to the BBC, especially in poorer developments where maintenance companies keep outlays to a minimum. Residents of Ms. Wu's development complained about broken lights, water, power cuts, constant elevator breakdowns. And that was according to the uh, Beijing Youth Daily. I want to go everywhere. China, I want to go to China. But I'll take the stairs. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Being trapped in an elevator and slowly dying like that has got to be just the worst way to go. Especially knowing that you are surrounded by people. Yeah. Like that building is houses how many people yeah and you know you are surrounded by people and, and yet dying alone yeah you're 10 feet away from freedom i don't know as much as about elevators as as i would like to <laughs> um probably now i'll have to learn a lot um so that we don't get trapped in one okay <sighs> you're going to obsess about elevators now aren't you no i'm just going to educate ourselves <laughs> All right, so th there you go. Uh, there's an uplifting elevator story for you. Um, uplifting. <laughs> I, I, I really have no good way to end this. Nope, it's awful. It's awful, and it happened. Yep. So I'm just going to reach over and push this button. And now, the Box of Oddities brings you that thing in the middle. Today's thing in the middle, weird and sometimes upsetting things that you can buy on the dark web. Number five, fake college degrees. <laughs> Apparently, you can get those pretty much anywhere now, though. Yeah. No big deal. Mm -hmm. Number four, child spirits. Yeah, apparently ghosts and spirits of deceased children can be bought on the deep web. How do you put a Bitcoin price on that? Number three, stolen Netflix accounts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can buy the access to an account for only a dollar. Oh my. So save, you save yourself that $7.99 a month. There you go. Number two, Immortality Guides. A dark website sells Alok Jha's soon-to-be bestseller, How to Live Forever, and 34 other really interesting uses of science. Uh, but you should know that you can also buy that on Amazon where it has a one-star review. Yeah, but so does that banana slicer and that thing. There's no putting a price on that. No. And number one, there's a website called Black Ban who offers the services of, quote, an attractive woman who will write anything on her boobs for the low price of $20. That's good advertising placement. <laughs> the Box of Oddities. At a frequency so high, only your dog can understand. So I picked up our mail at the mailbox yesterday and uh, wanted to give a shout out to Scott, who sent us a heavy metal CD of his band from Pittsburgh. Amazing. Thank you. Stone the God is the name of, uh, of his band. Haven't had a chance to listen yet, but very excited about it. We don't have a CD player. Oh my God, we don't. <laughs> I think there's one in my car. Is there? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever used one in your car? No. With this car? No. Okay. No. All right. Also, we got an amazing card from Susan, and it was really nice and did not make me cry at work. <laughs> Susan, you're very thoughtful. And kind and generous. 
and and thank you. No big deal. Whatever. Openly weeping at work. What? No. Anyway. Hi. <laughs> Our address is the Box of Oddities, 499 Broadway, Box 164, Bangor, Maine, 04401. You can email us at curator at theboxofoddities.com. And, of course, find us on the social meds. We should start some sort of blog about how often I cry. Yeah. Hashtag cat's tears. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. What you got for me? Okay. I learned a thing, and then I thought, hey, let's make this into a bigger thing. Oh. So today we're going to talk about presidential oddities. You know how I love little tidbits yeah, about yeah. the presidents mm-hmm. and um, always looking to learn more. And this was something I thought would be kind of fun. These are things that are specific to only one president. So the only president to have blank. Okay, gotcha. Or something like that. Okay. All right, let's start off with Grover Cleveland. We always start off with Grover Cleveland. You can't not start off with Grover Cleveland. Cleveland's in the house. Mexican wave for Grover Cleveland. You have to do it. Like this? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. And then it goes back to and me. And then back to you. There you go. Nice. Okay. It's a lot less. It's not quite as dramatic. It's really know, not. On it's a not. podcast. No. No. Anyway, in 1885, Grover Cleveland's reputation for integrity made him an ideal candidate to run against the Republicans, who at that point had become identified with corruption and scandal. And Cleveland defeated James Blaine to become the first Democrat elected to the presidency since the Civil War. So in 1888... Cleveland lost the election to Benjamin Harrison, and in 1892, Grover Cleveland was renominated, and this time he beat Harrison. So this made him the only U.S. president to serve non-consecutive terms. Yeah, that's amazing. It is. So that's the idea. The only president to... That's what we're doing today. <laughs> okay. In case. Can you still do that? Could can you I guess you could, right? If you if you only served one term as yeah. president and then left office, yep. you could run again. Yeah. Okay. All right. I never thought about that. 
James Buchanan. James Buchanan was our only bachelor president. Yes, I remember reading this. So James Buchanan was briefly engaged to a wealthy woman named Ann Coleman. The marriage didn't go through, and people thought that maybe that was because of her huge tracts of land <laughs> rather than the fact that they were in love. You know, mm, that uh, he was maybe kind of into it for... The huge tracts of land. The huge tracts of land. Sure. Um, so she actually suspected that James Buchanan was messing around with someone else, which led her to break off their engagement. And she ended up taking her own life oh, no. a short period after that. Her father, who never approved of James Buchanan, um, denied permission for James Buchanan to attend the funeral. Ooh, that's harsh. Now, he may not have actually been single, though. Uh, what? James Buchanan shared a home with R- William Rufus King, who was an Alabama senator and vice president under Buchanan's predecessor, Franklin Pierce. They lived together for many, 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 many years, even though obviously they were both well-to-do enough to have their own homes. Their relationship was reportedly so close that Andrew Jackson and other contemporaries referred to them as Miss Nancy and Aunt Fancy. Oh, my. I didn't realize that. One letter to a confidant dated May 13th, 1844. Buchanan wrote about his life after King had moved to Paris to become an American ambassador to France. He wrote, I am now solitary and alone having no companion in the house with me. I have gone a-wooing several gentlemen. I feel that it's not good for a man to be alone and should not be astonished to find myself married to some old maid who can nurse me when I am sick, provide good dinners for me when I am well, and not expect from me very ardent or romantic affection. Oh, my. So was he Miss Nancy or Aunt Fancy? It's tough to say. Okay. Um, And of course, there's speculation about what that means. It could mean a few things. Um, It could mean that he was gay. It could mean that he was just asexual and Mm -hmm. but wanted Mm -hmm. a bud to Mm -hmm. hang out with. Sure. It could mean a lot of things. Yeah. Anyway, only bachelor president. Woodrow Wilson, which, by the way, is the name of the doorstop just outside our bedroom. She named her doorstop Woodrow Wilson. Don't even ask why. It's not important. He was our 28th president. He served in office from 1913 to 1921 and led America through World War I. He was an advocate for democracy and world peace and is often mentioned by historians as one of our nation's greatest presidents. After he graduated from Princeton and then the College of New Jersey and the University of Virginia, Virginia Law School, Wilson earned his doctorate at Johns Hoskins University, making him the only president with a doctorate. Wilson was a college professor, university president, and Democratic governor of New Jersey before winning the White House in 1912. Also, 1919, he won the Nobel Peace Prize. I can't remember to put my folded laundry away. I know, he did okay. Yeah. He did okay. Gerald Ford. Jerry. This is a pretty well-known one, but Gerald Ford is the only president to have served as vice president and president without having been elected to either office. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Those were weird times. Yeah. In December of 1973, two months after the resignation of Spiro Agnew, Ford became the first person appointed to the vice presidency under the terms of the 25th Amendment. And then when Nixon resigned... 
also and only, he's our only president who has resigned, um, Ford became president by, you know, by way of that. President movie-uppie legislation. Right. Abraham Lincoln. Often when doing lists about presidents, Abraham Lincoln pops up because he did a lot. He had a big role in our nation and its change and its growth and blah, blah, blah. Also a wrestler, which is kind of cool. And he was a world-class rail splitter. Let's not forget that. Is that some sort of innuendo that I don't understand? <laughs> a world-class log splitter? <laughs> It sounds like it, doesn't it? He does. Mm. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Abraham Lincoln is the only president in American history to hold a patent. Is that a fact? Abraham Lincoln sat at his office desk, intently whittling a strange-looking wooden ship. Looking up from time to time, he would excitedly explain how his invention would bring about a revolution in the burgeoning steamboat industry. His design details the invention of an inflatable bellows system meant to improve the navigation of boats in shallow waters. If the boat found its way obstructed up by a sandbar, uh, balloons would fill with air in order to raise the hull higher than the bar, allowing passage without having to unload cargo. And he got a patent for that. Yeah. Well done, Abe. Well done indeed. Donald Trump. Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States, is the first and only president to have been married three times. He was married to his first wife, Ivanka. From 1977 to 1992, then married to his second wife, Marla Maples, from 93 to 99, and then married uh, Melania in 2005. So he holds that distinction as being the most married president. William Henry Harrison. He was a member of a prominent political family of English descent whose ancestors had been in Virginia since the 1630s, and he was actually the last American president born as a British subject. He was the only president who studied to be a medical doctor. So he was going to med school. His dad died. Uh, the family recognized the current financial situation that they were in was not what they thought and so he had to abandon his medical school in favor of a military career, which ended up actually working out for him really, really well. William Henry Harrison, by the way, the only president to be president for only a month. Theodore Roosevelt. Teddy. Teddy. He's the only U.S. president to have received the Medal of Honor. When the Spanish-American War broke out, Assistant Secretary of the Navy Theodore Roosevelt famously quit his job to lead a volunteer regiment through, known as the Rough Riders. Oh, yeah. Roosevelt and his men played a decisive role in the Battle of San Juan Hill and took part in other confrontations in Cuba. In 1916, less than three years before his death, the 26th president was nominated for the Medal of Honor, but the army actually passed him over, citing a, quote, lack of evidence for his heroic actions. <laughs> Weren't there people there? There were people there. Uh, president Bill Clinton posthumously awarded him the decoration in 2001. Wow. So Theodore Roosevelt wasn't around to see that he got the Medal of Honor, but you know, I mean, he still got it. And sure. he's the only one to have it. That's so amazing. there. Amazing. And last but not least, James Madison. James Madison was the shortest president at five foot four inches tall, making him the only president who is shorter than I am. 
Well, that's an interesting statistic that yep. you came up with there. Well done. Thank you. Now, was was that short for the time? I mean, I mean, it was short, but seems probably it would be in comparison far short, considered far shorter today than maybe back when Madison was president. No, he was the shortest by a lot. Because people were tiny back then. They were tiny. They fit in thimbles. They did. In fact, Abraham Lincoln carried around uh, his secretary of state in a thimble. Right. Little known fact. Abraham Lincoln, our tallest president. Yeah, he was the tallest. And then he put that hat on on top. I know. That was a real dick move. Come on, Abe. Just rubbing our faces in it now. <laughs> I think it's very interesting, though, that uh, dinosaurs were so big and yet the people were so small. Years ago, I owned an old farmhouse in Maine. And the farmhouse was built in 1812. Mm-hmm. And the doors were tiny. Yeah. I could stand on my toes and top of my head would, would touch the top of the door. Do you know why we're taller now? Because of nutrition and medicine? No. Why? Because the leaves are higher up on the le- the trees and we have to be able to reach them. That's dinosaurs you're thinking of. It might be. Yeah. Or giraffes. Getting things confused yeah. there. Oh, what about that giraffe hotel, huh? Where you can feed them at breakfast time? Let's go there. Okay. All righty. That's a disjointed segue, but okay. I'm just saying we should go to the giraffe hotel. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's I, go. I, I'm not disagreeing. I don't see what's with... so unreasonable about that. <laughs> it's not unreasonable at all. <laughs> Thank it you. It just seemed like an odd thing to throw out there. Yeah, James Madison, he was like really, really short. Giraffe hotel. I love to travel. What can I say? And we've been doing a lot of discussions about travel lately. So naturally, it's top of mind. We're going to be traveling, is what I'm getting at. Yes. We're going to Boston and Charlotte oh, and Nashville. Is that what you're getting at? Jeez Louise. Okay, yeah, I got It's you. like I'm giving it to you, and okay. you're just like, nope, I'm not going to take it. Yes. Yes, we're... we're, <laughs> do, you we're not, do you not want to now? Uh, I didn't think you wanted to. But yeah, you said I, you wanted to. Well, I, I... Yes, that's a great segue. Thank you. Okay. Okay. We're going to Boston on the 27th of October. We're going to Charlotte on the 29th of October. And then we are going to Nashville on the 30th. That's Halloween week, and it's our mini Halloween tour. And we would love to have you join us. Tickets are now on sale. Are we going to dress up for these shows? That's a great question. Yes, I think we should. All of them or just zanies? At least zanies. That's something to discuss. Thoughts? Go. How does a car ignition work? No, stop it. Okay, you're a little scattered today. I love you, though. The Box of Oddities lands on your phone two times a week, and we'll see you on Monday. Until then, keep flying that freak flag. Fly it proudly, you beautiful freaks. And so, let it be known that the Box of Oddities belongs to you, and its fate is in your hands. Therefore, it's been requested by those I report to to beseech you for assistance. The Box of Oddities is free. We ask but one thing of you, to provide a five-star rating and a positive review. True, that is two things. However, tis merely a five-star rating and a positive review. Also, subscribe to us. Okay, so three things is all we ask. Three things and three things only. Henceforth, the Box of Oddities commits to the telling of stories. Stories of the strange, the bizarre, 
the unexpected. We wish to offer our deeply felt gratitude and appreciation for your patronage. TheBoxOfOddities.com Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. history but hate when it's stuffy and boring well look no further and join me katie charlwood your friend the neighborhood social scientist and reader of books as i delve into unsolved historical mysteries murders by gaslight and of course women who have been misrepresented through all time on who did what now the history podcast that's not your history class listen wherever you get your podcasts Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast.